A myth become miracle. The holy winding sheet has arrived. Hello, and welcome to Visions of the Past. This is an Assassin's Creed lore podcast. My name is Andrew, and I'm grateful to see that you have found this podcast. Today, we're going to talk about what Publis Voluminus was describing with that quote, The Shrouds of Eden. Originally introduced in the glyphs of Assassin's Creed II, the Shroud of Eden was based on the Shroud of Turin, which is currently held in the Cathedral of St. John the Baptist in Turin, Italy. This linen cloth bears the negative image of a man, which some believe is Jesus, and that it was the burial shroud which he would have been wrapped in after the crucifixion, though historical and scientific data points to it being a medieval creation. Within the glyph that the shroud is mentioned in, it is also implied to have been the golden fleece from Jason and the Argonauts, the coat of many colors that was given to Joseph in the book of Genesis, and the garment that David wore in his fight with Goliath. Within the series, there are two known shrouds, but most likely there are more that are not known about. The two we do know about are seen not only within the glyphs of Assassin's Creed II, but also Assassin's Creed Syndicate, the Facebook game Assassin's Creed Project Legacy, the comic Assassin's Creed Uprising, and the Judgment of Atlantis chapter of Assassin's Creed Odyssey's DLC, The Fate of Atlantis, where they were identified by the Isu as nanotech matter regenerators, according to Isaiah. The prototype shroud was created by the Isu Kansas in their year 1923. This would be right around the year 75,383 BC. This was meant to act as a combat medical equipment during their War of Unification. When Consus became aware of his impending natural death, the only form of injury the Shroud could not guard against, he would find a way to transfer his consciousness to it. This would allow him to live on, but trapped within the Shroud, unable to do anything but watch and communicate with the Shroud's wearer while they were healing from fatal injuries. For 300 years, the Shroud would stay in Consus's lab until it was picked up by Juno, who would plan to use it after learning everything she could from Consus, and informing him of the creation of the human species to serve the Isu, something Consus didn't think was possible. The Shroud would fall out of history until it was recovered by Jason of the Argonauts, who would call it the Golden Fleece, after which it would fall out of history again. Next resurfacing in ancient Rome, where the Hidden Ones would use the Shroud in an attempt to resurrect Brutus in 42 BC, after his suicide following the Battle of Philippi in Macedonia. After Brutus was wrapped in the shroud, his body would open its eyes and move its arms, but he would not react to any touch or take a breath. While some hidden ones would weep, others would wrap Brutus in his burial mantle and return the shroud to its simple wooden box. By 1355, the shroud would be in the possession of Geoffrey de Charnay, who would have it stolen in that year by the Italian Brotherhood of Assassins, replacing it with a fake. After studying the artifact and verifying what it was, Renento Auditore would order to have it hid underneath the Villa Auditore inside the crypt beneath Monteregioni. The assassins would also destroy all official records of the shroud and send reports to the church saying that the shroud was a forgery. The Templars would discover the location of the shroud and in 1454, Federico da Montfeltro was sent to besiege Monteregioni by the Florentines in an attempt to gain access to the Shroud. This would lead Mario Auditore to search for references to what the Florentines were looking for, 
but could only find vague references to the city well. While searching in the well, Mario would lose his left eye to a swinging pendulum, but would eventually find a simple wooden box. Everyone in the room would hear a voice that promised to heal their injuries, though Mario would warn his men not to open the box. This would lead the men to attack Mario, forcing him to kill them. Fearing its power, Mario would have his brother Giovanni move it away from Monteregione. This shroud would disappear from history again until 1498 when Perotto Caldron would take his son Giovanni Borgia to Agnadello where he knew it was being kept in hopes that he could use it to keep Giovanni from dying days after his birth. Perotto would be forced to kill many assassins to use the shroud as the keeper of the shroud, Rinaldo Vitturi, felt it would not be used for such a selfish purpose. For breaking the creed and harming his fellow assassins, Perotto would be put to death in March of 1498. The shroud would fall into the hands of Niccolo di Pitticolano sometime around the Battle of Agnadello in 1509. The following year, the assassin Francesco Vesello was sent to retrieve the shroud and assassinate him. In January of 1510, Francesco would deal a fatal blow to Niccolo, but being left for dead, Niccolo would be able to reach the shroud, healing him enough to escape his manor, but not enough to make it to another town. Wrapping himself with the shroud to fully use its power, the shroud would destroy his body from within, allowing Francesco to return and gather the shroud. After this night, the shroud wouldn't be seen again until a conversation between Consus and William Robert Woodman was recorded in the 19th century. The shroud would fall into the hands of Abstergo Industries on Christmas Day, 1944, when Keith Scapone bought it in Milan from the Bagutini family. Dubious at the time, Scapone did end up taking a rather large sum of money through a war-torn Italy, and after purchase, was surprised to confirm it with a metallic Abstergo Industries keychain that it was the real Shroud of Eden. Abstergo would store the shroud until 2011, when Alvaro Gamatica, Abstergo Industries Director for the Phoenix Project, would use it alongside Isabelle Ardant to communicate with Consus by fatally wounding Violet de Costa, who would use the shroud to heal, during which communication with Consus would be possible. This would go on for three years until the Parisian laboratory where it was being held was destroyed by a cell of assassins. The other shroud that is known about is an unknown history before it was found by Edward Kenway sometime after 1722. When hiding it away within the Tower of London, Edward would leave clues to the shroud within his journal should the assassins ever need to find the shroud. In 1847, the shroud would be found in the Tower of London by Albert, the Prince Consort, the husband of the Queen Victoria, and would move it to a specially built crypt beneath Buckingham Palace that Albert had added during the renovation that was designed by Edward Blorne and built by Thomas Kubit. This shroud would sit in Buckingham Palace crypt until 1868 when the then Templar Grand Master Crawford Sterrick entered the crypt. He would don the shroud and then during a physical confrontation with Jacob and Evie Fry along with Henry Green would be physically augmented by the shroud and seemingly immune to the damage of the, of the three assassins. Seemingly immune from the damage of the three assassins. Eventually, though, the assassins would get the shroud off Steric and assassinate him, placing the shroud back in its hiding spot. Here, the shroud would remain until 2015, when an assassin cell managed to locate it. Unfortunately for them, a Templar team also found the location independent of the work that the assassins put in to find it. In the Buckingham Palace vault, these two teams would fight over the shroud. 
The battle would end poorly for the assassins, where they would retreat after Rebecca Crane was shot. Violet DaCosta would then take the shroud to the lab of Alvaro Gramatica for use within the Phoenix Project. Gramatica would be able to use the shroud along with a DNA sample from the sage Elijah to clone a body for the Isu Juno. The shroud would allow the fetus to fairly mature into an adult form in 24 hours. In August 2018, after a battle between Juno's forces and a cell of assassins who was working with Juhani Otto Berg, Berg would detonate a bomb within Gramatica's lab, seemingly destroying the shroud. My first introduction to the shrouds was back when Assassin's Creed II released. At that time, I didn't know much about how the glyphs tied together, only that it was implied that the people within the glyph all wore the same article of clothing. If that's still the case all these years later, that would imply that it was the prototype shroud that Jesus had during his lifetime. Playing through the games, though, I didn't think the shroud was much more than a way to explain away stories from the Bible or other mythical events that could have been done with an article of clothing. After its use in Syndicate and Uprising, though, it's shown in a way that allowed for me to understand it more. Uh, it was more than just the healing factor that it gave the user, but it also there were augmentations like energy projection and strength. I do wonder though if the energy projection that it gave Juno was only because she was Isu or if there was more to it because it only augmented Steric's strength. I do think there is room within Assassin's Creed to see more shrouds just like we have seen so many Apples of Eden over time. I do have one problem with the shroud that came up with Assassin's Creed Odyssey though. There's a piece of armor called Jason's Golden Fleece but it does not allow you to regenerate health faster. It instead gives you more damage with your bow. If the golden fleece that Jason had was the Shroud of Eden, then why is his armor in Odyssey not giving you the abilities the Shroud has? The only way this can be explained while allowing for both to be true is if the armor in Odyssey is a fake. If someone after Jason's death took the actual fleece and replaced it with either a replica or a random animal pelt that no one would have known being the real shroud or not because no one knew what it looked like at that point. It's just one of those things that, that's been bothering me for, oh, I don't know, since I found the armor eight, a year ago. Anyway, with that being said, thank you for your time. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast, and you can always find me on Twitter at visions underscore AC. Until next time, my assassin friends, make sure to follow the creed. And to those Templars listening, May the Father of Understanding guide you.